Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 750, air date August 30th, 2020. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Shiva Adre. As many of you know, um, we're on our bus tour. We've, we started in the Boston Commons. I don't know if you guys know, we've branded it the Truth, Freedom and Health Tour for Innovation and No Force Vaccinations. And today is actually the anniversary of the invention of email. I created the first email system when I was 14. I'm not talking about exchanging simple text messages. I'm talking about the system that we know as email. You know, the inbox, the outbox, the folders. Remember the old-fashioned inner office mail system? I converted that to the electronic version when I was 14. While I was working as a research fellow in a medical institute, this was actually a side project I did because I was asked to help um, take on this challenge to convert that old-fashioned paper system into the electronic version. I wrote 50,000 lines of code. I called it email. The only reason I named it email was the operating system only accepted five characters. And then when I came to MIT, uh, the president of MIT heard about it and he said, you know, you should copyright it to protect your invention because the Supreme Court was not recognizing patents. They didn't know what patents were for software. They knew it for like a couple you know, devices. And so I, I wrote away for the copyright forms and had to fill it out all myself. My parents weren't wealthy, you know, we weren't lawyers or you know, my parents weren't lawyers. And on August 30th, 1982, and we have a copy of that certificate here. Um, hey Keith, can you get it out right out of that bag? Um, it, it's in that paper, yep. very carefully. So on August 30th, 1982, a 17 year old kid was issued the first US copyright for email recognizing me as the inventor of email. I wrote all the code, called an email, and got the first copyright. So, so today, that was uh, 38 years ago for my 1978 invention. I'm gonna give everyone a copy of this, and I'll also give you guys an autograph of it as part of what we're doing. But it really gets to this issue of innovation, which is what you were sharing with me was, that it, 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 there, this was the center of innovation. If you want a copy, here it is. And to those of you watching this, this is the official copyright for the invention of email. And this was the only way you could protect software inventions back then. Um, patents weren't allowed. So there's no dispute here. I wrote the code, called an email. The only people who want to dispute it are people who want to deny the fact that innovation can occur anytime, any place by anybody outside of the realms of Silicon Valley or MIT. The problem they have with me was I, I did a lot of stuff while at MIT, but I invented email before MIT. And that the truth is that innovation can occur anytime, anyplace, by anybody. And I think uh, to all of you listening out there, um, the folks here from North Adams are sharing with me how this place was a center of innovation, manufacturing, and, and, and a lot of great companies, and how that's been destroyed. Uh, in fact, you were just, I mean, something I learned, I, I just tweeted out the Hoosack Tunnel, nearly five miles, 4.7 miles. And you were telling me when they engineered it, it perfectly met one sixteenth of an inch. That was really the power of American manufacturing. If you look at some of the many, many amazing things that were made here, they're solid. I remember when I was a kid in India, five, six years old, when we used to see Made in USA, it was a proud thing you got. And what's happened is we have, we're allowing in real time China to colonize this country. It's happening in real time. I'm not talking about just outsourcing manufacturing. I'm talking about colonization. Yep. And that's actually taken place in a couple of steps. First, what happened, is the sound okay? No one's complaining. First, it was basically come here and trade. Mm -hmm. Next, it was basically saying, hey, well, let me just do that little part for you on that motherboard. Mm -hmm. 
Let me just do that little piece. Then it was, let me build your whole computer. And all of that got outsourced. What, what, what companies did you say were here? Uh, Sprague, Sprague Electric. Was, Sprague Electric. Uh, Clark Biscuit Company. Clark, Clark Biscuit. Hunter Machine. Hunter Machine. Oh, shoe company. Yeah. Wall, Wall Street or shoes. Wall Street shoes. So yeah. you had a lot of American made manufacturing companies here. They've literally been outsourced to China. And the last phase we're in right now is what I call colonization, where politicians, lawyers, and lobbyists are making money by literally selling this country. Real estate is being purchased, Smithsfield. You have uh, all of AMC theaters is owned by China. One of the biggest Chinese warlords, one of the biggest billionaires who is a member of the Chinese Communist Party. Harvard School of Public Health, $400 million got funded by a very close member of the Chinese Communist Party. Okay? That's what's going on. This country is being sold. And it's being sold by people who wave the flag in one hand and take pocket, you know, yeah. you know, massive millions of dollars behind them. People like John Boehner, a quote unquote Republican, who's a lobbyist for China. That's what's going on. They're flying their flag here too. And in Springfield, right? Yeah. In Springfield, they just did a deal. Thank you to Charlie Baker and his Democrat friends. They struck a deal where the rail carts are being built here. And if you go to that factory, which I attended, there's a Chinese flag. I think it's actually Communist, huh? Communist, Chinese, Communist Party flag running next to the American flag. I think it's actually a little bit above. It looked like it was, right? That's what's going on. And, it's, and, and, the, and no one is going to fight for the working people except one of us. And that's where we're at. That's why this election is so important, particularly the election, the U.S. Senate election in Massachusetts. Because Charlie Baker, so-called GOP establishment, they've got now a foolish lawyer. Charlie Baker always finds an idiot to be the designated loser in the Senate elections to his Democrat friends. And in the Republican election where Charlie Baker runs, and or Bill Weld or Romney, the Democrats always find a loser candidate See how that works? So they get a Republican governor and a Democrat senator, and they all think, oh, you know, there's two parties. No, there's one party. Yeah. This is all rape. Yeah. All right? So they don't want one of us, a working class kid like me, who came from nothing, who got all their degrees, their four degrees from MIT, you know, got the PhD, considered one of the leading guys in the immune systems, have been inventing, working, creating jobs. I created thousands of jobs in Massachusetts started seven companies. They don't want one of us going up against them. They don't want one of us ever on TV exposing them. But what we've done in, the, in this campaign is we have you know, over 3,000 volunteers. We've put up close to 10,000 lawn signs on people's homes, not just plastering them anywhere. They take down our lawn signs. They deface our lawn signs. We've collected over 20,000 donations, small dollar de and uh, billboards. They never expected it. They have their designated lawyer fool. Who is a fool? He's got about, he barely talk. Okay? So they have to prop up these guys. And so what we have today is, are we going to choose one of us? We will solve problems. People who know, you know, we don't solve problems. We're out of work, right? We get fired. We lose our businesses. They, lawyers, they keep making more money the more, more problems, problems they have. More, money. more problems, more money. The, the longer the problem goes, the more money they get. So when you talk about something like the Hussack Tunnel, that was American infrastructure. Today, Massachusetts has an F minus minus in infrastructure. That was the tunnel, as I quickly read it, was built by the American worker. 200, 200 people died, right? They called it the bloody pit. Yeah. 200 people died building that tunnel. 
Well, today they build something and they charge a lot of money to taxpayers and the thing falls apart. In fact, we got a letter, which I'll talk about more, from Fake Air Baker because, you know, our, our you know, and there, apparently there was one of our big signs was put up on one of those blue signs. We didn't put it up, right? So we get a bill for $56,000 from Polito and Baker to saying they have to, to fix that. First of all, we, would, we, we wouldn't condone anything like that. But I looked at this, I said, how come it's $56,000? They said they have to remove the blue or something, you know, accusing us of vandalism. What it is, it's political harassment. But more importantly, why is it $56,000? Meanwhile, Massachusetts has an F minus minus in infrastructure. The most horrible crumbling bridges, most horrible crum crum crumbling roads, horrible water systems, and it, and we're Massachusetts rated third worst in infrastructure, thanks to Baker and Polito and all those guys in the Kennedys. And Massachusetts got the worst ten most corrupt cities. You see how they go in hand, and you see that sending us a political harassment and charging us fifty six k. You see it right there. One highway sign. Huh? One, one highway sign. Yes. One highway sign. So, so I, God knows how much. I mean, I think I could remodel three bathrooms, five, <laughs> ten bathrooms for fifty-six thousand dollars, right? That these guys are ripoff artists. Charlie Baker, you're a criminal. I'm probably going to sue you too. And per Karen Polito. That's a Polito crime Good. family. Okay. A lot of construction comes out of there. All the businesses go to them. These people are all criminals. They are treating us like peasants like King George did. They think they're better than us, and that's what this election's about. We're, we're reversing this country, which is supposed to be based on freedom and truth and health. It's going the other way. This is how, what the Chinese Communist Party wants, and that's how they're running this country, top down. And our campaign for truth, freedom, and health has captured the, you know, everyone's being inspired by it, and they want us to win. We had, you know, a couple hundred people show up in, at 7 p.m. in Chicopee. You know, hundreds of Worcester. We had, you know, nearly 250 people show up within 12 hours notice to stop the forced vaccination. And this is a tour for innovation and to stop forced vaccination. Not only is it the, on the anniversary of the invention of email, which took place by an American kid in the United States before I came to MIT, but it's also about the fact that freedom is under attack and this forced vaccination stuff is the epitome of that. It's an attack on truth, it's based on fake science, it's an attack on freedom, and it's, it's a destruction of health because one size does not fit all. One size does not fit all. Every child is different, every individual is different. They're trying to force everyone to get a flu shot, particularly the children, when the flu shot, when the flu shot is ineffective. It's ineffective. This is because it's about power, profit, and control. I was the only guy who exposed Fauci. No one else said anything until I did. I was, we were the ones who collected 120,000 signatures and delivered it to the president. I was the one who wrote to the president saying we should not be doing these lockdowns. I, I was the guy that the White House caused, called to find out why I wrote that letter to expose Fauci. And then people watched which way the wind was blowing, then they, then they came out against Fauci. But the reason I was able to do it is because I got that MIT PhD, and they don't know what to do with that, okay? I'm not their servant to MIT, I'm the servant to you people. And when I mean you people, us, working people. And we've never had one of us fighting this hard for us. And that's why this election is so important. 
We must win this Republican primary. September 1st. You got to tell all your friends to vote in the primary. That's how they control it. By the time it comes to the general, it's like WWF wrestling, right? They've already chosen. It doesn't matter who wins. Vince McMahon makes money, okay? The establishment makes money. Whoever, whatever loser wins. So we have to win the primary election. And we win that. It's like a nuke went off to the establishment because Charlie Baker and the Democrats and the mass GOP establishment are one. They're not our friends. We got to go beyond left or right. We got to go beyond black and white. Working people have to unite. When we were in Pittsfield, forgot Pittsfield, we were there. We had our event and then the Black Lives Matter people showed up. They had their event and a lot of them got very curious because I said, you want to talk about racism? Let's have a real discussion about racism. There is real racism. It's people like Elizabeth Warren are the racist. People who use race to divide us. Yeah. That's racism Absolutely. against the human race. People who tell people to wear masks and social distance. That's racism because it's against the human race. Because you don't do that. Because it's segregating the masked and the unmasked. The masked people are becoming the robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And the people in the human race, we want sunshine. We want freedom. people next to yes. us, yeah. right? Freedom. 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 That's human race. They're the racists. They want to divide us. They want to mark us. Oh, those people don't wear masks. They're the bad people. Those people wear masks. They're the good people. Those people social distance. They walk feet away from other humans. We have 380 trillion viruses, all of us, each one of us, we got, you know, 30, 60 trillion germs. We're walking germ factories. We're supposed to interact. We're supposed to hug. We're supposed to shake hands, but we're supposed to boost our immune system. And that's how we protect ourselves. Not hiding. You hide inside, particularly black people. When you're indoors, they don't get enough sun. They're most susceptible to reduce vitamin D3 deficiency. Vitamin D3 is like a musket and a gun which blows up viruses. So you you stay away from the sun, you're destroying yourself. Get lots of sun now, because they're gonna come again with some BS again. Get the sun today. Get the vitamin D3, hang out with friends, enjoy life. That's what life is to be about. We're humans, we're not robots. They wanna make us robots, that's what China does. They wanna make fall in line, that's what China does. And they wanna squeeze the middle class working people. That's what China's done. They have the Communist Party elite, and the rest of people live in garbage, okay? And that's what they want. They want Charlie Baker and their houses on Brattle Street. They want Hollywood and a few people, and the rest of us are supposed to fall in line. One rule for them, and another rule for us. And just look, and I'll end with this statistic. Over the last four months, 600 billionaires, 600 billionaires increased their wealth in six months to $2.3 trillion while 38 million Americans lost their jobs, okay? That's what's going on. It's the biggest transfer of wealth. And they're the racists. Barack Obama started this in 2008. He's the racist. He bailed out Wall Street. Not He didn't even help poor blacks or poor whites. That's what's going on in this What's that? And Flint, Michigan, okay? Elizabeth Warren is a racist. Joe Biden is a racist. Elizabeth Warren, Hillary Clinton is a racist. It's a multiracial aristocracy. We're going back to a kingdom. And the only way out of this is to fight with the right political theory. And that's what this campaign is offering people. It's offering people weapons. The weapons of freedom, the weapons of truth, and the weapons of health. And when we get people on these WhatsApp groups, we're organizing ourselves politically. We're building, and anyone here, one of us, is equivalent to 10,000 of them. 
and it's time we start standing up. And I'm giving you the tools to stand up. When it comes to health, when they come to force vaccinate you, uh-uh, it's because they're based on fake science. And what you want to hit them with is, it's precision and personalized medicine. The right medicine for the right person at the right time. That's what science tells us. To tell all the kids they have to get the same vaccines, to tell you everyone's got to get, it's BS science. And that science is brought to you by the modern prostitutes in academia. You pay them enough, they'll tell you the sun is bad for you. You pay them enough, they'll tell you that water is bad for you. You pay them enough, they'll tell you that that uh, you know we all should get vaccinated. You pay them enough, they'll tell you CO2 is bad for you. Okay? Yeah. It's when CO2 levels rose, it's when human populations rose. All right? These people are part of the fake science establishment. So we have the Citizen Science Act that I propose, which puts science back in citizens' hands. And, and that's how we get back to truth. I propose a Digital Rights Act, which makes sure that the United States Postal Service, which is degenerated, which was supposed to be an institution to protect our communications freedom, initially through mail, but it was at which they failed. They need to give us the equivalent of Facebook, email, and, and YouTube that's owned by the people for the people. I have an act for that. And the last thing is we need to remove these big fat cat middlemen who have purposely increased the cost of healthcare. So a 50 cents, a five cent aspirin is selling for 50 bucks when you get your bill. And the insurance companies love it. They want costs high. They want medical costs high. I repeat, they want medical costs high, so you're scared, so you buy their high paying insurance. And they put us into slavery, into bondage. So we all have to beg for insurance. The goal is, the right solution is, all of us should take care of our own health. We should have a direct relationship with our practitioners, no middlemen, you pay 50 to 75 bucks a month, direct primary care, no insurance, and if God forbid something happens, you get crisis insurance like we do with our cars. The right insurance model is how we do our cars. You find the right mechanic, you shop around, yeah, you take well. care of your car, yeah. you make sure you get oil changed, you check your tires. I mean, you check your oil, your tires your car will last 300,000 miles yeah. right yes. you do right yeah we should do that for ourselves check our oil right oil change deliver detox your system once in a while do the right things your body will last a long time support the immune system vitamin d3 vitamin a the leafy green vegetables the iodine as you age your thyroid gets weakened you need more iodine the vitamin c and zinc i mean there's others but they don't talk about that they talk no, about remdesivir, right? They talk about Moderna, yeah. vaccines. vaccines. Yeah. And, and that's why it's time we take control away from them. Yeah. And we start electing people like me and you who are gonna raise yes. hell when we create a movement. Winning the US Senate election is just the beginning. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's just the beginning of a movement, but we must inspire people to show that when we come together, we can win. No matter how much they cheat, we can still win. There is a God who watches things. All right, so we have to win this primary. That's what this is about. Truth, freedom, and health. But I, you know, I know a lot of politicians don't come here, but I'm not a politician. You know, we have support everywhere. We have Democrats who are sick and tired of it. This Democrat-Republican fix is just nonsense. We're all working people. They separate us. Black Lives Matter signs by people who are the actual racist. It's like Moses putting the red blood so the angel of death walks away. They don't give a, give a damn about black people. Then over here, they tell white people to support the police, but men, you know, they don't support the police. Police and people have always been united. The slogan is not defund the police or BLM. The slogan should be 
people and police united against them. People and police united. You see, that's the right approach. They want to say if you support the police, you must be a white racist, and if you support blacks, you must be, you know, supporting black people, BLM, right? Same thing, they do that every year when an election comes. They want to separate blacks and whites. We as whites and blacks should say, no, people and police are united against you. Because the elites will have their private security, and the thugs will have their weapons, they want to disarm us, and they want to separate the police from us. Yeah, there may be one or two police officers, just like in any industry, right? Bad mechanic, bad engineer, right? But overall, these are good people. They live in our communities. They care about the same things we do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we got to unite. Yes. So, any unite. questions? Yes. Unite. 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 Exactly. Working people unite beyond black and white. Yes. So what exactly political party are you with? Republican. Yes. But you have to understand, I ran uh, last year against Elizabeth Warren. I was going to run as a Republican, but Charlie Baker got so afraid, he ran a fool. That's what they do. They run fools. This guy photoshopped the picture shaking hands with Trump, okay? So I ran as an independent. We got our 26, over 26,000 to get on the ballot. I should have been on the debate stage. Elizabeth Warren, the Democrat, and the, this guy Dirty Deal, the Republican, colluded against us to keep us off the debate stage illegally. In spite of that, we got 100,000 votes. Five times more than any independent candidate in Massachusetts history. That's a victory. That's a victory. What about yeah. what Trump has signed and people are afraid that it's going to defund Social Security? Well, what yes, about. yeah. So look, the real issue here is this, okay? That when you look at the buckets of the economy, mm-hmm. all right? When you look at the, if you, this is a simple way to understand the economy. Mm-hmm. There's three big buckets. Mm-hmm. When a politician gets elected, let's say you get elected to the House of Representatives, how many years you have? Two, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think you do the first day you step into Congress? Probably help the people that elected you. But what's, yeah, you're doing that, but you're also, the day that you enter, you're starting to run your reelection campaign. Right, and okay? they're doing that all along. Right, okay. so, so, now, so now you're in Congress, and it comes time to vote for the budget, Social Security, whatever it is, right? There's three big buckets. One bucket is called equity, which means make things fair for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Which okay. is like giving away free stuff, food stamps, welfare, okay. etc. Bucket one. Bucket two is security, mm-hmm. which is like the FDA, the EPA, make sure people don't hurt us with the environment or border control, defense, etc. Security. And the third bucket is infrastructure. Okay? Now, you put $1 into infrastructure, which is the right systems. Uh-huh. Like Social Security, is a lot of systems in there, right. okay? okay yeah. And a lot of those systems are broken. And they don't want to fix them. Okay. Or, the, or the healthcare systems, uh-huh. the highway systems, these are systems. Well, $1 into infrastructure gives you a $6 return. Okay. But it I takes some time to get that return. Right. You don't get it in two years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay? Uh, but $1 into bucket one, which is free stuff, you lose 60 cents, okay? So what they've been doing is the, the day a politician gets in, most of them have never had a job before they got in. Okay. Obama had like, you know, maybe 250K net worth. Uh-huh. He leaves 100, probably half a billionaire, okay? Because these people go in because they don't have another job. They're lawyers, okay? So the day they step in, they're looking to get reelected. So what do you think they vote for the day that they get in when the budget votes comes up? Bucket one, two, or three? Which bucket? 
Which bucket do they do? Free stuff? Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. They always do number one. Uh -huh. So what they're doing is they built this entire economy uh -huh. on the backs of the future. Well, how about the people who paid into Social Security if there is a danger that people are going to lose it? Yeah, what I'm saying is that th what they've done is they haven't put money into infrastructure. And I'm, I'm for, well, I know infrastructure, but it's not answering the question no, about it, Social it is. Security. No, no, what I'm saying is so the reason they're... They're, they're doing this is because they haven't addressed the underlying issue. Right. So they point it over and they want to take money away from those people like you and others who put money into Social Security because they didn't do the right thing, right. which was to build infrastructure. So what's going to happen now when President Trump is signing this law and people are saying well, that I, it's going to go away, that Social Security is going to be... Right. So what I'm saying. Right. So who are they always saying that? So right. So the people that have been saying that historically have been the people on the so-called left. Okay. So but again, they create this left-right narrative, right? So but they've never solved this. Every year since I was a kid, when I came to seven years old, they've been always saying Social Security is going to go. Social Security, right? So what is the solution? What's the real solution? The real solution you have to have a vibrant economy. Right? When you have a vibrant economy, you don't have to deal with these issues. How do you have a vibrant economy? Innovation. Matt, to give you an idea... But you're still not answering this is going to be... What is going to happen to Social Security? I'm, I'm answering the question to you. I'm not going to okay. give you the political politician's okay. answer, which is, oh, I'm going to protect Social Security. Thank you. And then you're happy and you go, okay, I heard the right answer. I'm giving you the real answer. The real answer is we need to juice up innovation and infrastructure fast. Because I that's how you protect you Social Security. No, yeah, but, but, but we can do it very fast. Let me tell you, it's infrastructure is what creates jobs and protects Social Security. How does it do that? Okay? I'll give you an example. When you have innovation infrastructure, I don't know if you know this, 33,000 businesses, small businesses, came out of innovators and entrepreneurs out of MIT. 33,000. Mm -hmm. You know how much money that generated for, the, for that for, for GDP, $2 trillion every year, mm -hmm. okay? 20% of that mm -hmm. is what? $400 billion, which goes into our budget. Mm -hmm. So just look at that. So innovators who created businesses mm -hmm. are supporting $400 billion, which is what can support Social Security, okay? What we've done, though, is in this country, we've destroyed patent law. We've allowed China to steal our intellectual property. Mm -hmm. So we're actually losing American GDP value. Mm -hmm. Next, what we've done is we've destroyed the roads, the bridges, the infrastructure in this country. Massachusetts got an F minus minus. So what happens when you have crumbling roads? The guy who wants to start a business, he can't hire employees to go from point A to point B. Everything's localized around Kendall Square. You can't unleash businesses here because it's too hard because you don't have proper infrastructure. Right. Now, getting to the Social Security, I'm giving you the, the real answer okay. here, okay? So, in the United States, Trump just supported $2 trillion to support infrastructure, $2 trillion, to build those roads and bridges. However, money is not the issue. You know what happens in the United States? It takes 10 years from the time money is there to build that bridge. Here's $100 billion to build that bridge. You know how long to get that bridge even started? Guess how long? Guess how many years? 10 years. 10 years. Guess what, how long it takes in Canada or Germany or China or Singapore? Two years. The United States is 20,000 pages of documentation you have to fill out. Why? Because of the lawyers. Well, what I'm saying is it's not just the money, it's the swamp. 
that 20,000 because those are lawyers we're being paid you got to pay off everyone right right but isn't it true that the Republican Party has always been against Social Security well, both parties. Kind of well, well, actually, actually, let's I mean, go. President Bush, one of the. Bushes are you are you registered as, as Democrat no, or Republican Independent? Let's so let's talk about the history of Social Security. Where did it come from? Franklin Roosevelt, nineteen thirty. That's false. 30, where did it come from? Let, let's look at Germany. where. Let's no. Let's look at where it actually came from. Okay. okay. Where? Well, in the eight, late eighteen hundreds, there was the American working class, like us, started organizing uh -huh. because they were being treated like garbage. Okay. Horrible factories, child labor, they had no infrastructure. If you went back to the late 1800s, it would like, look like a third world country in this country. Mm -hmm. All right? So they started fighting for their own rights. They didn't wait for the Democrats or Republicans. By the early 1900s, women's movements in Lowell, right? Mm -hmm. Worker strikes. Women started fighting for basic rights starting mm -hmm. the 1900s. In the early 1900s, 14 out of 100,000 kids had infectious diseases. Uh -huh. Why? No infrastructure, but out of those massive militant movements, black and white people, the, the American elite got afraid. And, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a racist. He was a damn yeah, racist. He was that. part of yeah. the elite, mm -hmm. you, you know, smoking his little pipe there, okay? Mm -hmm. Among the elites. But the American working class, in the Haymarket riots, where three workers were shot, by the way, that was named May Day which was then the communists took over, but it started here. It wasn't, it was the American working class rose up militantly. And, the, and the, you know what the elites did? Because Franklin Delano Roosevelt had a gun put to his head. They said, you better do stuff for us or we're gonna have a revolution. Out of that, he threw us a bone, which was social security. It was a bone. Out of that, we got the eight hour workday. Out of that, they stopped trial labor. And, and then before that, they even got more scared. And that's when they started doing nutrition and sanitation and hygiene. And the infectious disease rate went from 14 out of 100,000 to 0.5 out of 100,000, long before vaccines were created. So let's give credit as Drew, not to this racist Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I have to get on the road, it's three o'clock. I will, let me finish this, but I want to go, you're looking at someone, I'm an engineer, I've made my money going to the root of the problem. I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, yes, I support social security, we should defend it, okay, and I get off my way, no. In two years, if we actually eliminated, and we could reduce that, by the way, there's a great paper written by Philip Howard, which says that 20,000 pieces of paperwork to start an infrastructure project could be reduced to 300 pieces okay. of paper. You do that, we increase the GDP. You don't have the social security problem issue, right? But you suffocate small businesses like what happened here. What, what, so what I'm saying is, it's not pro-tax, anti-tax. You see what they do? Democrats are uh, for taxes. Republicans are well, against taxes. For taxes, I mean. Well, we have a, no, a big debt now since Trump's I know, been I, I, in office. No, so. but the issue is... The debt has been that way before Trump. <laughs> no, 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 he said he was going to do away with it, and he No, look, it. look, this is the issue, okay? The real issue is Trump knew this economy was going to go down the tubes. Uh -huh. So there's two things he was trying to do to soften that fall. Uh -huh. He was trying to bring manufacturing back, okay? Number one. Number two, he was trying to stop China from stealing intellectual property. Okay. Why? This country's greatness was based on innovation and the patent laws, okay. which protected small innovators like me. Okay? 33,000 businesses came out of one institution, which creates $2 trillion to the GDP. What's the GDP of the United States? What's the GDP? $22 trillion. So 10% of the GDP yeah. comes from 33,000 businesses. And you take 
20% of that with taxes, roughly, 20% of 22 trillion is the 4 trillion that goes into our budget. So think about that, 33,000 companies generated $400 billion every year. Now what about if we had more innovation? Yeah, That's the real solution. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, they don't want to discuss it because these scumbag politicians, year over year, they say no tax, pro-tax, right? Pro-social security, and they got us into this yeah. nonsensical discussion. Yeah. I'm telling you, they, they bound the discussion. Oh, Trump is against uh, social security. Are you for it? No, well, it's not that. He's no, but that's, but that's not the, no, but that's not the issue. That's not the issue. The issue is we got to go to the root of the problem. Dylan. We have to unleash Dylan. innovation. Okay? And you're talking to an innovator. I created thousands of jobs. Okay, so I've added, can you grab one of these phones? I've contributed more to Social Security than these lawyers have, than Ed okay. Markey has. So you got to start looking at the root of the problem. And I'm here to give you the root of the problem and the, and the solution. Real problem, real solution. That's what the founders did. And it can only happen when we, the working people, rise up and elect people like me, not these lawyers. Because they're going to come here and say, yes, uh, what's your name? They say, Mary, yes, I'm for Social Security. I'm going to defend you. And you're going to say, oh, what a nice guy. Now, why don't we, why don't we have on your saying Republican for you last I'm not a politician. I'm not a politician. The Republican, I'm not here to, I'm not here to promote the Republican Party establishment. I care for the people of this country. Okay? And remember what Washington said. What did he say? He was against all parties. Yes. So, I have my credentials. That's who I am. And you have your credentials. Uh, excuse me, Garcia. Okay. We yeah. have to go. Yeah, we're going to be like a half hour late. We got to change the questions. And you're running against Elizabeth Warren? No, 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 no. I'm running the Republican Republicans' right establishment. Okay. It doesn't matter.